The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Years ago, I used to fly Tower Air, Aleim Hashalim. Tower Air, planes were old and rickety, really war, by the way. It, it was like ridiculous. They had like a previous generation of 747s. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember, especially grew up in Brooklyn, they used to have like boxes around the radiators. They had like metal, had like little holes in it. That's what they used, I promise you, on these planes to cover up like some, that was like the design. It was like the old, it was unbelievable. But Lamaisa, it was cheap and they had, you could have gotten a premium class there. Premium class was, there was a seat next to you empty, which is much cheaper. And if you flew upstairs, it wasn't, it was a business class. You actually flew what other people, other lives were called first class. They didn't have a first class. There was, whatever it was, it was, if you didn't mind some of the seediness of the planes, it really wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. I used to have to go to Israel every other month for three days. Three days. I had something connected with Laniano Hospital there in those days. And an exhausting trip. I don't know if you know, you should you go for three days. It's really, I'll tell you, it's exhausting. I didn't even take a hotel because we had an office over there. I used to, Dad, I come in the office, I slept in the office. I had no time. I was there for three days. I had so much to do. I mama had no time. So I'd sleep in the office. It's a long story short. So I'd be exhausted all the time. But I would know that since I had all this mileage and that, I would always get upgrade on Tower Air. One time I come to Tower Air, and now it's Israel, three days, exhausted. I come to the ticket counter, expect, they know me by name, by the way. You fly every other month, Tower Air, they only have like four people working for them. They know you. They say, ah, oh, Rav Milstein, Mashlobcha, you know, so that. I say, Slicha, as soon as I come over, I don't even say a word. Slicha, we can't give you the upgrade this time. The plane is absolutely full, can't give you an empty seat next to you. I said, okay, what can you do for me? He said, we'll give it better for you. We're going to give you a whole row in the back. It's usually for the stewards. The stewardesses, they sleep over there, they have a whole row. We'll give you the rope. I said, it's so nice here. Fine. Well, it, well, it. I leave the gate and we go to the security check before you get on the plane. And the guy standing in front of me is Charles Manson. Anyone know who Charles Manson? A, a, a wicked serial murder, murderer. One of the most, he had a tattoo on his forehead of a swastika, you know? Right? You know, Charles Manson had these little beady eyes. The guy looks just like Charles Manson. He's got the long knotted hair, whatever. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I said, this guy's getting out of my plane. We were the only flight getting on my plane. I hope someone else notices that this guy looks like a real criminal. It wasn't Manson, of course, because he was in prison forever, right? <laughs> it wasn't him. But a guy looked like Charles Manson. He looked like a scary, scary guy. I said, I hope someone else notices that this guy, he's like, you know, a great guy. Sure enough, silent fila, David Schlitkehofen, and two uniformed people, they come either side of him and they take him away. I said, oh, okay. I get on the plane. They put me to the back row. I settle in. Everything's fine. It's terrific. I spread out, you know, all my things. And the plane's about to leave. And the last passenger to get on is Charles Manson. <laughs> I said, oh no, oh no. And at that same moment, the steward comes over to me and says, Slachli, can't give you the whole row. So we just got on. <laughs> There's no more seats. Could he, uh, it's okay. It's in the window. I'll sit in the aisle. You know, not a problem. It's a little terrifying. Okay. Comes in. He has his heavy, heavy knapsacks with him. that. He drops one of them on my foot, literally, as it go in. <laughs> I say, yeah. And he looks at me. And he says, Slicha, in Hebrew. I said, oh, he's a kid. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. So he was an Arab. I thought I don't know what he was. Baruch Hashem is the Yid. Okay, okay. He sits down in the other seat. I start talking to him because he Kirov. They got a good Kirov. I told him start schmoozing with him. Turns out he's a very nice fellow, very sweet guy. Just got back from uh, Indonesia or somewhere where they have forests and 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 and, and all kinds of wildlife and alligators or whatever. Because he finished the army, they go up to the army. That's what they do. They go out for. They go away for a year. They take off. Lasot kef. You know, they go out. They have a good time. Right? He just came back and said that. And as we're getting warmed up, I already had taken melatonin, so I'm already a little drowsy. But Lamaisa, you know, we're schmoozing, get warmed up. 
And I asked him like casually, I said, no. I said, you look like a fine fellow. I said, you believe in God? The guy didn't look anything like any of, like he ever even saw the front of Yeshiva building or a shul. Bevadai says, Israelis get very insulted if you think they're not believing. So I said, really? He says, yeah. With that, he whips out from his pocket a wallet. He takes out from the wallet a tattered tefillah saderach. But it's like tattered and hardly you know, holding together. And he says, you see this? He says, I was in Bajungel. I was in the jungle. And I'm swimming in a thing to refresh myself. And suddenly, alligator comes. He's going to kill me. I couldn't get out of the way of time. And he said to Yatatilat Aderach. And I said to Tilat Aderach, and he went away. He said, why, you think I don't believe? Of course I believe. Shem saved me. And from then on, to the Yafemo, Tamamin Shatorah Amitit. The turn is true. Vadai! Vadai. So I said, Tashomer Shabbat. You know, Israel is a... I don't understand you. You're not Shemesh. You believe Torah is true, Shabbat? And I start talking to him about it's either or, you know, if Torah is met, Shabbat is in there, right? It's there. Check it out. It's in there, right? So I tell him, He stops for a second and listens to me. I said, and on top of that, I give him my business card to Muzman Atzli Shabbat. Where are you going to be, Shabbat? The weekend? He's going to be in the five towns. Muzman Atzli, you're coming to me for Shabbos. I said, why not? Why not? Okay. My melatonin kicks in, I fall asleep. And middle of the flight, they wake me up. <laughs> There's a lady who was sitting in the smoking section. I got sick those days at smoking section. I got sick from the smoking, and she has nowhere else to sit. So could they have the seat? <laughs> That's it. No seat next to me at all. Okay, what am I going to do? Okay, fine. I fall asleep. I forget about the whole thing. I, fall asleep. I was dog tired. As we're landing in New York, I hear my friend, Mr. Manson, is yelling at the lady in the middle seat, and he's saying, you believe you don't believe. <laughs> you see how holy Claudius Israel is? <laughs> what a story, right? By the way, didn't take his number and he never called me. Whatever. But Lemaisa, he became already a cure of professional on that flight. <laughs> Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.